0: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200mg at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Small Dose Hats Self-help from the hip Small Dose say We're talking that shit Small Dose Hats And keeping it real Small Dose With me and Anna Sears So funky. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a near and dear episode of Small Doses. Because this time that we talk about side effects of an independent independent woman. That's right. I know a lot of y'all in your cars right now and just went, Yes, bitch, yes. I know the dudes that are listening are like, exasperated you exhausted just thinking about us independent women out here doing bad all by ourselves killing spiders just handling shit building shelves oh i need to put this desk together guess who can do it i can do it oh i need to set this vcr clock yeah that's all right i said vcr i'm so independent i got several means of looking at media in my house (laughs) Yeah, that's right. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about side effects of being an independent woman because there are so many side effects. And I think that the reality is, is that the world has has changed in a lot of negative ways. But in the positive ways, I feel like women have absolutely like kicked in the dough, waving the faux faux, And we are really not backing down. And the thing is, is that that has changed a lot of dynamics in terms of like social norms and gender roles, etc. That a lot of the patriarchal side of things haven't caught up to. So we got to talk about those things because we are in the world. And I know if you're like me, you're an independent woman, but you still want love, you know, like you still want companionship, etc. And there's definitely like impediments that seem to come up with getting that when you are an independent woman. And I know that y'all are in your car just now. And then and you just went, mm-hmm. I can hear you. I can hear you because there's also this like independent woman ESP. That like travels throughout. It's like the uh, it's like the 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 robots in Westworld, and how they have like ESP that they can like attack like a thought, and then everybody hears the thought. Yeah, it's like that. I hear y'all solidarity. Let's drop these GMs. Jam dropping, jam dropping, jam dropping. We dropping on these hoes. <laughs> Today's jam dropping. Seems at first like it doesn't make sense, but just hear me out. Today's jam drop-in is want versus need. A man, we already know what a want is. We already know what a need is. Why do we need to do a jam drop about that? Because this want versus need is specifically in the context of being an independent woman. And what it means is, is that I have found... That there are men who feel like if you're an independent woman, then you don't need them. And so therefore they have no value. And that if you want them, then you're like using them. And the reality is, is that none of that is true. When we talk about want versus need, needs are things that are necessities and that are required for life, for upliftment, for empowerment, et cetera, et cetera. And it's not to say that we don't need s- straight men around, but it's that we don't necessarily need romantic relationships, particularly. And I think that's where folks like get it twisted. It's like, oh well, you you, you you're saying that women don't need men. It's like, no. We all need each other, but we don't necessarily need men in the capacity that has always been presented to us as a need. For quite some time, it's been presented that in order for women to prosper, they need a romantic relationship with a man and that that's the only way that they are going to actually elevate. And that's cross race and class, etc. You read any Jane Austen novel and the whole novel is about uh, like having to deal with the fact that if I don't marry this man, my shit is all whack. I'm gonna end up being a spinster, living with my mom and having people bring me bread just to keep me good, you know, and so there's that the want is about the fact that when you are in a de- in a place of desire versus a place of necessity that is actually more empowering. I talked about this in the breakfast club before, but I feel like it's important to reiterate it now because independent women are people who have managed to get what they need for themselves and are able to sustain for themselves. And so the need of having a man is not there, but the want can still be there in terms of the romantic space. And it's still valid. That's what's important to understand. The validity of that is not lost on the fact that it doesn't find root in necessity. I personally think want is stronger because want is choice and choice to me is something that is made with intent and intention is a decision. It's not made outside of you. You know, I talk to y'all a lot about just, like, the power of, like, making things decisive from yourself and, like, making decisions and intent because I feel like a lot of us are just on a river that's taking us down a road. And that river is society. That river is conditioning. That river is social norms. And that river ain't got shit to do with necessarily what's best for you. So a lot of times we're on this river of need that we think is real and it's not, you know, because at the end of the day, your needs are individual based. And so are your wants. And sometimes I feel like we as women get put into this space that says that things are needs that aren't. They're that actually wants. And when you can decide and say, like, I don't need you. I want you. That's saying that, listen, you're not here by default. There's no power in default. There's no choice in default. That's just you being assigned and I'm going along with some shit that ain't got nothing to do with my own individual choice. But when I say individually as a person, as an independent woman, a woman of independence, when I myself say to you, do you want to ride in my Mercedes, boy, Right. That's a decision, you know, as opposed to like, hey, I don't know how I'm going to get to this place. So uh, you want, you want to take me because yeah, like I just have no other option, you know, like that's, doesn't that sound like less appealing? (laughs) That just sounds like, (laughs) that just sounds like, like last pick for the dodgeball team. You know, you want to be first picked. You want to be first picked. And that is what want is. And independent women reserve the right to want versus need. And we have to acknowledge the difference between those things in order to make the clarity on how we are being received and how we're receiving people. And those who, you, who are listening and have been confused about, like, well, where do I find my positioning with an independent woman? That's where you find it. You find it in being about her want. You know, and you find it in being like, yo, like, I can give you the things that you want because you already got the things that you need. And let me tell you, that's better for you. Because no one wants to be anywhere by obligation. Nobody. Nobody. That's the difference between jobs and careers. And that's the difference between wants and needs. Being there by choice, not by obligation. Because choice is when you can actually, like, feel empowered. And When you're empowered, things last. When you're there by obligation, that's draining. That's the difference between making a sacrifice and making an investment. D-M-G. we're serving in. One thing I want to point out before we get into these DMTs is that, and maybe this should have been a gem drop-in as well. There's a difference between being independent and being isolated. And I think that we have to acknowledge that when we're in relationships. Because I can already tell you there's going to be a bunch of DMT questions that are basically about like, well, how do I manage to be an independent woman but still be in a relationship? And it's like... Independence just means that you can handle yourself by yourself. It doesn't mean that you don't have consensus. It doesn't mean that you don't have connectivity. It doesn't mean that you can't share. You know, It doesn't mean that you can't operate in a team. It just means that you can handle your business. I think a great way to, to define it is like in gymnastics, you are a part of a team, but you have an individual responsibility to that team, which is different than in, a, say, like a, a group sport like soccer or basketball where you're all playing on the court at the same time. And yes, you may have like what you the role you play in that squad, but you are all doing it together. In gymnastics, You do have a role in that squad in terms of, like, all of your scores coming together. But what you bring to the table is completely individual. And no one is on the floor with you helping you achieve that goal. There's no assists on the uneven bars. You know, there's no one to catch you. There's no one to rebound. It's just on you. And that, to me, is how a lot of independent women feel. It's like, I know my responsibility in a situation. We are in the group project doing our part, but not being a detractor to the fact that all of us have to come together to make this shit work. Now let's get into this. I've been single for a while, and I've been and I've grown accustomed to doing things alone and spending time alone, and I genuinely enjoy it. How do I find balance in appreciating my solitude and entertaining company? I'm on the extreme opposite of the two. I am immediately annoyed with the company of men within minutes of hanging out with them. So stop hanging out with men. I mean... You know, I think this this is what I mean by, like, we've been taught to believe that, like, if we don't like men, then we're a lesbian. And then it feels like she's probably would be like, no, I don't want to hang out with women either. (laughs) She's like, I just don't want to hang out with people. That's fine. fine. You're an introvert and you're like about your solitude and you're cool. You know, I think that the reality is, is that a romantic relationship does not always mean something of value to everybody. It just doesn't. And maybe if you do want to have a romantic relationship, it's with somebody who also don't want to hang out with you. I don't understand how you do that, though. Or maybe you just want to get your nut off and go watch a movie by yourself and Netflix and solo chill. That's fine, too. I think what independence is is independence is about knowing what's best for you and committing to that in bravery and being able to handle that. You know, independence is knowing that you have your own, I say this all the time, your own individual needs and you know how to meet those needs for yourself. And it's not to mean that you only rely on yourself. Part of relying on yourself is knowing when you need help. Part of relying on yourself is knowing like, okay, this is the person, these are the people, this is the situation that is best for me. Like I am a completely 1,000% independent woman, but that's because I make choices that I hold myself accountable for 100%, 100%, but that doesn't mean that those choices are not influenced or inspired by other people that I have a value around me. That doesn't mean that I'm not independent. Independent just means that, you know, if everything fell away today, I'd still be okay. be okay. Question number two, number two. I would consider myself an independent woman, and I didn't have my dad in the house while growing up. Ditto! How you think I learned how to set that VCR clock? Therefore, I did a lot of things on my own or with my mom's help. So how can I, as an independent woman, allow a man to be the man in a relationship? I've never been really, I I always hate that phrase, like a man to be the man, because really it's based on this patriarchal idea that what a man's role in a relationship is is to lead, you know, and it's like, really, it just becomes about like, who has the, makes more sense to lead in certain situations. You know, I think it's really less about letting a man be a man in a relationship and letting an individual have their value in the relationship. And as two people, you have to know each other's values, you know, and I don't think there's any value in upholding toxic masculinity. I don't think there's any value in upholding this idea that men should have some dominion over, you know, the house or, you know, this man of the house fuck shit. Don't get me wrong. There's other people who absolutely think that's the case. I don't think that way. I feel like it's really just we are in a changing world and we have to come to understand that equality with equality comes a shift in certain roles and the way things are exchanged. For me, it's just about like sometimes you got to let folks lead. If you're in a partnership, you can't always be the one, you know, with the flag. You're going to get real tired if you're always the one at the front with the flag. If you're in a partnership, that's the whole point is that y'all can, you know, switch off, tap out. You know, it's wrestling. If you get suplexed and it's a wrap for you, what are you going to do? Stay in the ring when you got a partner right out here? No, go and tap that motherfucker so he can get in and DDT that fool. That's the whole point. Y'all didn't know I knew about wrestling. I know a little bit about everything. I'm doing doing the suck it move move right right now. now. So, Brendan is very pleased because right now he's just thinking about how excited he was that he got to put in those ding, ding, dings in (laughs) that little bit (laughs) But it's really just to me about like the common sense of when you are in a relationship with somebody, you show them respect by like acknowledging when they know better <laughs> or when they're on point or, you know, the realities of just like, hey, like you don't have to be the fucking boss. Yeah. You know, you don't have to you don't have to uh, be a control freak. You know, it's it's there's similarities between like how professional and personal relationships are. Uh, evolve. But at the end of the day, like there's no strategy in personal relationships. Like there shouldn't be the same type of like exchange that you're thinking about in a corporate setting. You know, it's just really about like letting somebody be their best selves while you're being your best selves together. And if that means that sometimes you're like, you know what, I'm not going to lead. You figure it out. It, that I, That's what people mean by like, let a man be a man. You know, it's like, let this person make the decision. I remember I had a boyfriend and we had went to his boy's house and we were going to play paintball in the morning. And when we got to his boy's house, his boy was like, oh, y'all can't sleep on the couch because it's the furniture is too expensive. You need to sleep on the floor. Now, right. Y'all are like, y'all just looked at your phone like, bitch, please. Exactly. So. You know, the person I was with, like I was absolutely further along in my development and in my career, et cetera. So I found myself on a regular basis kind of trying to be a team player by playing the back seat and being like, OK, you take the lead on this so that I'm not the one like forcing the hand or, you know, being, um, you know, just being a control freak or whatever. Even though I already know what the best decision is, it's like. Let this other person do it so that I'm not always the one, like, at the helm. So we had to talk about it in the kitchen. I was like, you know, I really feel like we should just go back home because I'm not sleeping on the floor. And really, we're not welcome here. Anytime somebody says that, like, that's not welcome. And this is supposed to be your best friend. Like, I don't understand that. So, but I, you know, but I will default to what do you think is best? And he was like, well, I just don't feel like you're in a comfortable position. It just doesn't really make sense for us to stay. So I'm going to... Go tell my homeboy to take us back across the bridge to the crib. I'm like, all right, cool. Y'all, that was me, like, quote unquote, letting him be a man. Like, here we are at your friend's house. This is your go out. This is your um, outing that we're supposed to go on. So you make the decision on what you think we should do do you know this motherfucker went outside to talk to his boy and they decided that they were going to hop in the car to go pick up their other boy in downtown Manhattan and they did not say bye or anything to me. So I was just in that goddamn house looking around like, what's going on? And when I went outside, they were gone. And I called the fool three times and he answered the phone. I said, where are you? He said, we went to go pick up GB. Do Do you understand? understand? Like... And so then you kick yourself because you're like, I entrusted this person to make the best decision for us. And they decided to make a selfish decision for themselves that left me out in the cold. That is how independent women get bred, y'all, because we're like, that ain't never happening again never ever ever am I gonna be in a situation where I let somebody make the decision for me who doesn't have the means to make it and I know a lot of guys are like damn you know you all you, you you, women are bossy and you don't want to let nobody lead." and it's like that's not the case it's the fact that you ain't gonna lead me astray motherfucker You're not going to take me down a garden path. Now, if you show me that you have insight, that you have intellect, that you have my best interests at heart, I have no problem trusting you to pick the route today. But trust and believe no smart, independent, strong person, fuck Fuck a woman, woman, person is going to let themselves be led just because someone is a quote unquote man or someone has a quote unquote dick. No, them days are done. Society set things up to where we had to do that because that was the only means. That's not the case no more. And you shouldn't subject yourself to that just because someone is a quote unquote man. Letting someone be a man is basically just saying, hey, I acknowledge that you have skin in the game and that you have actually shown and proven that I can trust you. And so I'm going to trust you. That's that. And you know what? He should let you be a quote unquote woman by doing the same thing back to you. You got to build trust, earn trust to have trust. And that's what really matters. Question number three. I come from a single parent household. All of us independent women come from single parent households because we looked at our independent mothers and was like, you know what? I'm going to do what you do, boo. Oh my ladies, independent, all your everywhere. Girl, I didn't know you could get down like that. Why didn't you inform me that you could get down like that? I recently learned that men have to feel needed by their woman. As of right now, I'm single by choice. But going forward with dating in the future, I would like to know how can I find balance in the relationship with being independent and also letting my future man know that he is needed? I don't think it's that we're lying to ourselves, but I do think that the message gets sent that, like, oh, you know, independent women, um, they don't need anything or they don't want anything. And it's like, for a man to say like, I need to be needed, it's like, why does my ability to handle my shit on my own make you feel like you are not needed? Like, the key to me is you being a value and positioning yourself of, of value in the relationship in a way that makes sense. Like, I know for me right now, I don't need a man that is a builder. I don't need a man that um, makes money more than me. I don't need... Notice what I'm saying is need. need. I don't need a man that has, um, you know, certain material goods or whatever. Like, I don't... Those are not needs that, that, that bring anything of value that I don't have. What I need... Is somebody that has a sturdy character. What I need is somebody that can meet me at my weirdness by not undermining it and also by not surpassing it. Because once you head into strange territory, we've lost it. I can handle weird. Strange is when I feel like you're peculiar. And now I'm doing algebra to try to figure you the fuck out. I don't have time for that. You know, what I need in somebody who's going to be in my space is them to have an understanding that commitment is empowering versus draining. And for them, they have to also need somebody that feels the same way because some men don't want that. They want a woman who is just their idea of empowering is just being around. You know, not necessarily having their own thing going on. And so that's why it's like always interesting to me when I hear stuff like this, because there's absolutely this concept of like, oh, you know, I want women, uh, I, I want a woman that makes me feel needed. And it's like a lot of times I feel like that translates to you want a woman that simply is just around to need you. And that if she is not around to need you, if she has her own stuff going on, that you feel like you're not getting the attention or the love you deserve. That's your own personal problem. That's these men's personal problem. That's therapy. need. Like You need to go to therapy. You don't need me. You need a therapist because you need to figure out where that void is. And a lot of times that void is your mama. Cause your mama made you feel like women are supposed to take over from her as her role. And that's not the case. You have a mama. I ain't your mama. I may be somebody's mama with you, but I ain't going to ever be your mama. Okay. I know we've gone off on a tangent. So let me bring it back. The point is, is that, I feel like all these questions are pretty much in the same space. It's independent women figuring out how they can make themselves malleable to make sense for men. (laughs) That's what it ends up being. And I think that the bigger conversation is, you know, how do we as folks from different sides of gender roles um, exhibit a more like understanding, understanding of each other? One of my really good friends, Scott, he is a brother from Orlando. Like he came up, you know, in the most patriarchal and hood dominating, you know, men dominating situations of everybody. But he was like, one of his biggest epiphanies was realizing like that he had to change how he considered his value as a man in a relationship. And his wife like makes more money than him. And it's not that he doesn't make money, but he makes, she makes more money than him. And he was like, you know, I had to understand that. Like I had to bring more to the table than just being a quote-unquote provider in terms of money. I had to bring more to the table than just being like a security guard. Like I had to actually have non-tangibles that I bring to the table. And that's where we talk about sturdiness of character and honesty, you know, reliability, consistency. Those are things that to me are way more valuable at at present than a man who has a house so I can go and live in his house. I don't need to live in your house. I got my own crib. I got my own crib but what's what's missing is this concept that you know need is based on tangible goods and if you don't need those tangible goods that someone doesn't have value and that's not the case you know it's really just about like you need these things in order to be with me just because it's not that I need them in my life but it's that I need you to have them in order for you to have the opportunity to be in my life and those are just standards. One more question. Rebecca, did I answer that question? I did? Okay. I mean, you guys don't understand. Literally every single question is, how do I make my man feel wanted? How do I make my man feel wanted? How do I make my man feel wanted? Why does your man not feel wanted? Why? What's happening? Are you lying in bed with him and you're using your vibrator, like lying next to him? What's happening? Are you making breakfast for just yourself? You know, like, I I just don't understand. You know what? I had a man one time... That I was dating and we got to my house and we had, we had, we were doing live painting together and I had sold a painting and he didn't sell his. So I already knew this was going to be an issue. When we got to the house, I had just gotten a DVD player. That's That's right. right, A a DVD DVD player. player. And it was still in the box. And I was like, well, let's watch a movie. Can you hook up the DVD player? Now, unbeknownst to him, that was me throwing him a bone. Let me give you a win. You hook up something and feel like you did something tonight since you didn't sell a painting. Now, unbeknownst to him, I am a whiz at hooking up electronics. Like, I'm a DJ. I also had no father in the house. Again, I was setting VCR clocks at two years old. Before I even had the fine-finger dexterity to put together a Lego set, I was already switching the numbers on the VCR, on the Magnavox. Okay? Okay? So... You know, I could do this by myself, but it's like, you know what? Let me let me throw you a win. Y'all He couldn't couldn't get get the the shit shit working. working. He couldn't get the shit working. And I put I was I found myself in a scenario where I was like, am I going to have to pretend like I can't do this just to make him feel good? And I thought about it and then I remembered that I was raised up, not dragged up. By an independent woman. So I was like, you know what? Let me just see if I can, you know, put in my little two cents. I got the shit working. Do you know that this fool sulked for the entire evening and was like, I don't want to watch a movie now because I got it working? Now, I know that that may sound like an extreme situation to you. But what that is is an example of somebody putting their shit on you. There was absolutely nothing wrong with me helping to make the shit work. And if he really was a dude that wasn't insecure and that actually was solid in his shit, he would have been like, I am so glad you're here. Thank you. Let me go pour us a drink and toast to the new DVD. The reality is that women are getting very, very um, focused in terms of our wellness and in terms of our advancement, in terms of our self-knowledge. And that has not crossed over in the same way, in the same immensity to men in general. There's still a certain lagging behind of like really getting touch in touch with self getting in touch with you know what your purpose is and what your intention is and what you're about in the male community because I feel like they're still kind of like reeling from the fact that patriarchy is being challenged in such a definitive and declarative way that being said we really are maturing earlier we really are getting to our sense of security earlier and it's making a lot of our partners feel like they're not of value but that's not you Like that's somebody else's work to get to that point for themselves. You have to value yourself as a man. You have to value yourself as a woman before you can have value to someone else. And when you put it on somebody else to make you feel needed, like, that to me is whack. Don't get me wrong. Some of you all are out here absolutely in relationships operating like isolated people and that's not cool either. You know, because I hate when I'm dating a dude and it's just like, oh, you want some help? No, I'm good. You know, oh, you want me to come over? and do No, I'm good. And it's just like, well, what am I here for? What am I here for? The whole point of this is that we can lighten each other's load, you know? So that's really what it is. It's just realizing that, like, if you trust somebody, you know, that you 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 can share. It's just sharing. The concept to me is not as difficult as we make it. It's just a matter of sharing, you know? And is this someone worth sharing with? You know, like, I'm not sharing my nachos with somebody with grubby-ass fingers. You know, it's the same way I'm not sharing my drink with somebody who clearly puts their mouth on every dick that they see. It's just it's just determining is, it, is this person, you know, is their setup rife for sharing? That's the key. I did so many that one times on this already. But I think what we are learning here is that being an independent woman is so much often about like our juxtaposition to men. And how we are managing our independence juxtaposed to patriarchy and to men. And I think the real growth that we're going to see and that we have to invest in is the same growth that like black folks have to invest in against not considering our culture and our blackness and our worth as, a, as being juxtaposed against white oppression. You know, it really requires that. That's what independence requires. It requires, you know, creating your own sense of self that is independent of being determined by others. You know, and having your value determined by others. And that's not about immodesty. And that's not about, you know, arrogance. That's confidence. You know, like, you know what you bring to the table. Like, as a comedian, I had to learn that I can't have my value as a comic be based on, do these people think I'm funny? Because it's literally like asking. You're you're like asking for validation. And that is just insecurity. Needing the validation in that way. It's just insecurity. So once I started going on stage. Knowing that I was funny. We didn't have no problems. I know I'm funny. I may not win every time. These people right here may not think I'm funny. But I know I'm funny. And that's just the confidence that makes it to where you have a certain peacefulness. And that's what independence win, independent women also have. You know you reach a certain level of peacefulness. I ain't even there. I'm going to be 37 in a couple of weeks. But shh, let me hit 45. Let me hit 45 on these house. What? I mean, I'm throwing fuckets in the air like graduation caps at the end of the Different World theme song. People I like, yeah. For my people I like, I think it only makes sense to talk about my mom, Nettie. Oh God, I'm at Seals. You know, there was a lot of people in the DMTs who were referencing that they were raised by single mothers and that's how they kind of got their template for independence. And I can absolutely attest to that. You know, my mom raised me as a single parent and I really was able to see how my mom maneuvered basically in the fact that she never allowed there to be an impediment Um, when I was growing up from us doing, like, what needed to be done. Like, it was important that we go to Grenada. So she would, like, find a way, whether it was putting it on a credit card or, like, researching discounted rates. Like, my mom would find—I don't even know how she would find these hotel discounts once we had stopped staying up in our house among Morris. She would just find them because it was like, no, it's imperative that we go to Grenada. And I ended up taking that over. And I was the one telling her, like, nope, we're going. We're going. We're going. We're going. But growing up, my mother was very steadfast in understanding that in order for me to be independent, she had to show me that I can do things myself. And she did that by demonstrating that she was doing it herself and that it wasn't about like whether or not she wanted to do something. It was like, is it the best? And that was what mattered, you know, like and that's what being independent is, too. It's like you don't only do things that you want to do. You do it because it's part of the process, you know, because it's the best thing that needs to be done. Like when I hear parents say that they don't want to take their kid to something because they don't want to have to drive them. It's like, what? That's not that's not like if my mother had that mindset, I would not be the person I am today. Because my mother was by herself and still realized like, you know what? But she does need to be taking piano lessons and she does need to be taking gymnastics. And she she does need to be doing things that are fulfilling to her and that are inspiring her. And even if I can't myself do it, I am going to figure out how to get it done. And that's what independence is, is like you figuring out how to just get it done. And sometimes you do need to rely on other people to do that. But you have to get over yourself in order to do that. My mom managed to move us from L.A. to Orlando. And, you know, she had a job that fortunately allowed her to have flexibility. And she used that flexibility to make sure that I was very well-rounded and very well-versed. And my mother, in her independence as a parent, was also not adverse to, like, educating herself on things that she didn't know. You know, and as a West Indian, like she had to come to understand more elements of what it is to be a black American in America versus just being a West Indian in Grenada. But I think the key is that I was taught very, 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 very early on that no one is going to save me but me. And I think that's the real thing that a lot of women aren't taught. We're taught that a man is going to save us. You know, and that's just not, the case. I mean, I guess it could be, you know, but the reality is that if you damsel in distressing, <laughs> that's a gamble that I'm not trying to take, you know, and it's not about saying that somebody doesn't have worth or that you don't need them. It's really just about knowing that you have worth, too, and that you have value and that you have insight and you have merit. And my mom relied on her insight and relied on her intuition to make sure that I was in the right places and to make sure that she too was in the right space to be able to give me the right things. And that, that, that type of behavior, when you grow up watching that and you grow up seeing that, you know, you take that in. And that's what's carried me through in terms of being able to say, like, as a business person and as a creative, like, I can trust my gut. And I was taught early on to trust myself as a woman. And we don't get taught that. Not enough, especially West Indian women. We don't get taught that enough, you know. And um, so my mom is my people I like. She's also my people I love, Um, you know. And moms drive you crazy and all of those things. But I think one of the best things that I've seen is my mom in her independence as a 71-year-old person. She started doing yoga. My mom started doing yoga and learning about meditation And, you know, all these things for wellness and mental wellness that she really just never got the time to do. She never got the time to, like, work on herself. So she was busy putting everything into me and, you know, putting everything into her job. And she was the one who was, you know, getting the short end of the stick. And then when you get the short end of the stick emotionally and mentally, inevitably that turns around and other people are getting an even shorter end of that stick. So it's been really dope for me to see my mom as an independent woman take matters into her own hands in terms of, like, getting her mental wellness and her physical health, you know, up to snuff by going to yoga and introducing these new things into her life. When I got a picture of my mom doing yoga in a blueberry field, I knew we had turned a corner. Thanks, Nets. That one time. I know I told a lot of stories about, um, you know, me being an independent woman in relationships, but I want to talk about being an independent woman in business because that also has repercussions. And we didn't have any DMT questions about that, but I know that that's something that a lot of folks are also asking about because, you know, especially in the entertainment business, a lot of times when you come to the table as a woman, there's some man who's brought you to the table. You know, and there's some man who's inserted you into the conversation. And when you are operating outside of that, a lot of times there is a certain level of like confusion and just like, oh, well, where is the person that brought you here? Like, how did you get here? And that's like even facing the facts that like when you are closely associated with a man, like they immediately think that you're fucking them. You know, because, well, why else would you be there? You know, why else? I mean, I've, I've said it before. Like, I was friends with Q-Tip for years and people would be like, oh, she must be fucking Q-Tip. And it's like, why? <laughs> Just because we're out, that's not the point. The realities of being an independent woman in business, though, is that you're going to have to deal with what comes along with that. And oftentimes it's, it's literally a synonym for bitch, you know, or it's a synonym for difficult or it's a synonym for bossy by simply being someone who knows what you want and what's best for you. And ideally, you want to get to a point where you have people around you, and I bring this word back again, who trust your instincts and your insight and they value that. And so when you're talking about what's best for you, you know, they're not considering that to mean that you are somehow demeaning them. You know, and we've talked about this before, because when you're trying to hire folks and you're working with folks, you can't hire people that are not secure the same way that you can't be with people that are not secure. If you hire as an independent, specifically as an independent woman, when you hire people who are not secure, they will inevitably default back to the social conditioning that says that when you challenge them or you check them, that you are being difficult or that you are being harsh or that you are being not nurturing, because that's what women have always been positioned to be a certain type of person in that space there's a really great documentary on on Netflix about uh, showrunners and they talk about how the difference is like when you're a male showrunner and you walk in showrunners are the people who are basically like at the helm of your favorite tv shows they're the liaison between the staff writers and the actors as well as the network you know they are the person who is getting that ship going Prentice Penny is our showrunner at Insecure And so, you know, there's this documentary where they talk about how, like, when men are showrunners and they are, you know, driving the force and they're very, you know, quick about, like, we need to do this and we need to do that. And they're, shot, you know, shooting ideas down in the room. People are like, ooh, they're focused. You know, they're a real ringleader. When a woman is like that, it's like, oh, you know, she's really, I don't know. She's just, she's very terse. She's very harsh. You know, and the work for women as independent women it always is not just about <laughs> doing the work it's about figuring out a way to present yourself that doesn't get in the way of the work men a lot of times don't have that issue we have to be nice as an independent woman when you look at your tasks for how you get things done the asterisk is nicely i got to get these people to write this Nicely. I gotta get these checks to get sent nicely. I gotta get this person to do their job nicely. And I've had situations where I um I had somebody who was my videographer and I showed up to what he was supposed to be shooting and he did not do any setup. He he was just sitting there hanging out. And I was like, um, are you going to set up or what's going on? And he was like, oh, you know, I mean, I'll set up when I'm ready to set up. And I was like, okay, Okay, this would be be now. Now Now would be the time to set up because we're opening doors in a very short amount of time. So he then came back to me and said, um, you know, I I I don't, don't, I don't don't like the way you spoke to me. And I was like, how did I speak to you? He was like, I just felt like you you were being mean. mean. And I said, how was I being mean? Because, Because, you know, you you could have asked me me nicely to to set up the camera. camera. And I was like, I shouldn't have had to ask you at all to set up the camera. And that's really the conversation. And he was just beside himself. And y'all, he ended up quitting. The next day, he ended up quitting and was just like, "Um, you know, I'm going to have somebody else do whatever. And that's that. And this was like the next person in like a long line of people being like, you're difficult. You're this and you're you're that that, when we're working together. And it's like, if, if you simply just don't like that I'm telling you like that's not cool, then you're right. I'm difficult. So fast forward. He leaves me in a lurch, whatever. The day that I moved to California... September 5th, 2015, I'm standing at LAX airport and I get an email. This is what the email says. Hey, Amanda, congratulations on the new move. I'm out of town and might not get a chance to talk to you today. Plus, you just landed, so I'm sure it's going to take time to settle in. Because he had called me and I was like, I just got to LA. I can't talk to you right now. He said, I just wanted to let you know that I'm sorry for being inconsiderate. I let my ego get in the way of the work. I know that you're passionate about the way that you want things done, and I wasn't able to handle it. I'm sorry my feelings and my ego got in the way because afterwards, I realized how special what you were doing was to our culture. The reason I got into filming in the first place was because I wanted to use entertainment as a fun, creative way to teach and uplift people. But I wasn't educating myself enough to even be a teacher. My intentions were in the right place, but I wasn't ready yet. I've been doing a lot of soul-searching and research. While doing this research, I continuously stumbled on information that you would constantly share through your comedy and through your entertainment. I have a whole new appreciation for what it is that you're doing. Right now, very few people out there are actually educated enough to even share the proper information about our African history in a way that's even slightly entertaining. And some people with the info don't even care because they are capitalizing off our culture, staying ignorant. Our culture needs more people like you. And I'm sorry that I didn't see the big picture. I'm sorry for everything. The way I left the show was disrespectful. I really, truly, honestly wish you well with everything in the future. And I hope that you continue to spread the truth because it's so much needed. Thank you for allowing me into your personal space and allowing me to be a part of things I learned this week. I was super appreciative of that statement because sometimes you do need a reminder that you're not bugging, you know, But the reality is, is that being an independent woman in a world that didn't want you to be independent requires you to operate in a certain way. And a lot of times that way may not come off as nice. And a lot of times that way may not come off as sweet. A lot of times that way may come off as aggressive. It may come off as as abrasive. It may come off as rough because you have to get shit shit done. And sometimes being nice and having to think about your goddamn feelings when the other person isn't thinking about the goddamn project is just too much work. <laughs> You're just like, can we just do this right? Can we just get this done? And the, the expectation for women to have to be all, all coddling of folks and, and certain men's egos in order to get love or in order to get productivity is just extraneous. And it has no place. You know, so I was really, really happy that he had gotten to that position, not because it meant that we were going to work together, but it meant that he would be a much better person to work with women in the future. And at this point, independent women, we need as many men that are thinking like that as possible. Because when you value the women in the community, the community is stronger. Malcolm X said that 50 damn years ago. That when you go to any community in the world that values their women, you see that that community thrives in such a more strong and powerful way than the other communities that don't. And the independent women that are out here that are saying, fuck the limitations. And I'm going to try and muster the courage and the bravery to move forward. We are still in a minority. Because there are women who don't want us to be independent women. There are women who will look at you and be like, oh, you're bossy. Oh, you she thinks she all that. She trying to she expecting too much. There was a video on shade room of a young woman getting her high school graduation. They said her name wrong and she paused and waited for them to say it right before she walked across that stage. Do you know how many people were in those comments like, oh, she's doing too much. She paused the whole graduation so they could say her name right. And when I see that, my heart hurts because that's people who are thinking so limited for themselves. That's basic. Somebody saying your name right at your graduation. We're not in a doctor's office. This is your graduation. You have put in so much time to get there. Even if you slid your way through, you still managed to get to the end. You deserve your moment. You deserve it. And the reality is that so often women are expected to just simply not deserve anything but just what's given to them. Independent women have decided that is incorrect. I deserve what we've agreed upon. And I expect to have it. And when I show up to this graduation, I done done my time. I done showed up to class. I at the very least expect for you to say my name as it is written on the damn diploma or the degree. Stop accepting uh, mediocrity and calling it modesty. Oh, my God, guys. Before we get into the last oath, guess who started following me on Twitter? LeVar Burton! LeVar freaking Burton! You know what's about to happen right now, right? You know what's about to happen right now, right? Butterfly in the sky. I can go twice as high. Take a look. It's in a book. Reading Rainbow. I can go anywhere. Friends that know. Ways to grow. Reading Rainbow. This part, but I'll keep singing Reading Rainbow, Reading Rainbow, Reading Rainbow, Reading Rainbow, Reading Rainbow. And then there's the remix. show an example of me people I can because I know this still Jim Crow and racist people racist people racist people. It's always important to do the do 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 do's. Okay? Because that's the butterfly that's flying through the sky. You don't got to take my word for it. The last dose Well y'all, that is that. All my ladies, independent, big ups to you, all of you all who desire independence. Good luck to you. Because this world doesn't want it from you. and it is a struggle. And it is a constant, you know, feeling like you're in a battle with certain elements of society. But the key is to find your place in not battling yourself. You know, and when you're at peace with yourself, you just have a lot more energy to deal with the outside forces that you have no control over. And all my men who are listening, I want you to understand that the desire of an independent woman is not to be alone and not to be in control but simply to just be understood that we are individuals and that we don't value you based on codependency that's it and there's a lot of guys who really don't understand their power and don't understand that you know we do not determine your value and you do not determine our value the more secure all of us can get within ourselves not out of not out of ego and not out of pride but simply out of confidence and intention and purpose then the more valuable will be to each other so independent women keep on trucking we are the first generation that doesn't need anybody and that is a real powerful statement that i saw on a meme it's a good show